Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anello here with co-hostess Carrie Butler. And if you happen to check my Facebook page today, you will see that I we are so excited to announce that we've reached a 10,000 download marker, actually 10,000 plus. And we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Woo! Crowd goes crazy. Ah! <laughs> Take this in. Okay. I can't do it. So after that little moment of glee, I just we just want to really say thank you to all of our listeners, all of the guests that have come on our show and helped us build that platform. And really, this show was launched basically out of one of my 50 desires in life was to be a radio show host. I always wanted to be like Delilah on the radio, giving like dedications. And when I met Carrie and we started having these hours, <laughs> that's a true story. Um, when we started having these hour-long conversations, she lives in Los Angeles, I live in Northern California, and we would have these amazing conversations that we thought, wow, if anybody heard this, we would probably help somebody. And so then my desire came up that I really had always wanted to do this podcast slash radio show platform, and here we are, a year and a half late. We've been on iTunes for about a year, and so to get 10,000 downloads in a year is a a marker that every podcaster wants to reach, and I'm so grateful to you, Carrie, for participating in my dream, and for our listeners and our guests for um, really just making this happen, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God, honey, thank you. I know, 10,000, that's crazy. Like, oh, my God, that's crazy. So that's We might have saved, we might, well, we know we've changed the life. Because we had a caller come on and say that he listened to our show and everything shifted for him after that day when we had, um, you know, Angel's Roots and Boots. Gosh, why can't I think of her name? Cynthia. Cynthia Long. Cynthia. Cynthia Long. Okay. Sorry, Cynthia. <laughs> and, uh, when you know, she, he came on and said when she was on our show and he had called in and got a reading from her that it shifted something for her. And I know another friend of mine had that happen with Carrie Styers. And so, you know, really uh, – uh, and Alex, like having people come on that are willing to give their services and their mediumships for, for free on air has been a real gift to us, too. So I just want to do a special shout out to them as well. So anyway, yeah, well, today. And not just our guests, but like us, too, right? Like we've had some major shifts and moments in our lives based on this experience and people that have Holy. talked to us and stuff. Holy right? Lord. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Lord. Like. Wow. Okay, so today's show is a really important show that Carrie and I talked about the other day after the uh, seven, well, the six point four and the seven point one earthquake in Southern California desert area, and how that really just was such an eye opener for all of us here in California, and for those of you who live in areas that earthquake or natural disaster uh, hits, because it's not just earthquakes, it's fires, it's floods, it's hurricanes, it's um, you know, tornadoes, it's, it's all kinds of things. And what happened was when that happened, Carrie, who owns the Emergency Cafe uh, business in Los Angeles, phones were ringing off the hook. And it was all of a sudden this huge eye-opening awareness for people that we must be prepared for natural disaster. And we can no longer especially in California, can no longer ignore that earthquakes are going to happen because these are the biggest magnitudes that we've had. So, Carrie, I'm going to let you dive in, and I want to just ask you, like, like, what was the aftermath for you, and how did that affect you and your life uh, down there in Los Angeles when all this went down? 
Oh, well, yes, my phone went crazy. Um, <clears throat> you know, I had like new clients calling me and old clients coming kind of out of the woodwork, which thank you. Thank you. Like I'm so blessed with the abundance that is coming through, but the most important thing is to understand the whole earthquake situation in California. And um, that is one of the things that I'm educating my clients on right now uh, because it's so important. You know, I, I did an interview on a radio, uh, KNX 1070, which is like the, the go-to radio station in the event of an emergency or anything like that. And one of the things that the gentleman asked me was, do you feel like LA has become complacent? And a hundred percent, yes. Like a million percent, a billion percent, yes. The, mm-hmm. the last major earthquake that we had was the Northridge earthquake. It was technically a little bit bigger than a 6.8, but that's what they have it on record as. And that happened more than 25 years ago. We just, in January, this past year, we had the 25th anniversary of the Northridge earthquake. Now, the reason why that's so significant is, is because that is, we are, like, to say that California in general is in a earthquake drought is an understatement. Like, all the scientists are saying it. And everything that I'm saying now is not like I made it up. It's like I'm just kind of reiterating what all the scientists have said and, and in my learnings and my teachings from all of the experts who I go to, I'm just like sharing all of this information with you guys. And so um, the normal, the normal path of an earthquake in Los Angeles or how we're supposed to have them is at every, like at least every three years, a six magnitude or larger every three years. And we have not had anything for 25. So, and let's just also mention the fact that the earthquake that happened in earth, in Ridgecrest, and I'll talk about that a little bit more, but I just want to say that that, because we had that earthquake, that has nothing to do with any type of earthquake impact in Southern California, like in Los Angeles, because none of the faults that are in Los Angeles have been affected at all. In other words, like just because we had an earthquake in Ridgecrest doesn't mean that like the, um, which doesn't really have like their stress levels have been released or anything like that is not that's a myth, and it we could have a 7.1 at this very moment as we're sitting talking. Like, it has nothing to do with any – it's not preventing anything. So I just want to say that because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, now that we've had that earthquake, like, I guess we're good. No, we're not good. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, and, and then the thing about the, the uh, Ridgecrest earthquake was that was so unusual was how it happened, the, the – uh, so, so we thought that the 6.4 earthquake, there was, a, there was what they call a foreshock prior to the 6.4. And then we Which had is, the 6.4. Can you briefly, briefly explain a foreshock? Yes. Okay. So a foreshock is an earthquake that happens. See, well, okay, let me, so we, we, had, the, we had a foreshock, which is like an earthquake before, it's like a prequake, right? It's something before mm-hmm. the, the earthquake. The problem that we don't realize is, is that, so we had the 4.3 or 4.5, whatever it was, then we had a 6.4. At that point, we thought that the 6.4 was the actual earthquake. But 24 hours later, we had a 7.1. So that negates 
the 6.4 from being an right. earthquake and it turns into a um, foreshock. But the problem Instead is, is that until the ne- it, right, okay, well, so right, so the problem that we have though is, is that we don't know what that the, when the earthquake occurs, we don't know what that earthquake is until the next earthquake, because it will either be if it's bigger than than the previous earthquake that we just had is a forequake. If we have a, you know, if we have a smaller earthquake after an earthquake, then it's the an aftershock. So we right, can't right, right. determine what that is until, which is crazy. And here's what we do know for absolute 100%. And that is after an earthquake, there's always another earthquake. Always. It's either going to be the actual earthquake or an aftershock. So that's what we know. That's all we know. We, you know, we just know that. And, and here's, here's another crazy thing about the Ridgecrest earthquake. Okay. You guys, I'm such a geek about all these numbers and stuff, but bear with me or whatever. Um, (laughs) Between between the 6.4 and the 7.1, there were 1,400 earthquakes. Whether Thank they were actually, you, you know, that. like, like yeah. 1,400, not 140. Really, yeah. And I think that's yeah. important. I, I, a friend of mine who uh, posted on Facebook a picture of that you can actually, I guess, geographically go to the earthquake site. Um, and maybe you can tell us what that is, and that you can see those. And I saw those staggering numbers of little tiny, 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 tiny earthquakes. And I thought, none of us know that. We don't know the earth shaking like that. You know, you yeah. don't know that. You, it, so it's usgs.gov, and you can go to the earthquakes okay. in my area and click on it, and it's, um, you can see the earthquakes happening in real time. So That's what staggering. happens is, is like, yeah, and then the dots appear. And so there's, I don't recall exactly um, what the colors indicate, but there's a little legend, you know, and it's like, I think blue is like after an hour and then the yellow is a certain time and then the red is a certain time, you know, but they, they explain that on the site, but you like, they're little, like, it looks like they're just little Christmas lights lighting up the entire area. And to, to date now, after the 7.1, we're in the 10,000s. So like 10,000 little aftershocks, like, that is ridiculous. Okay, so, so there's the reality, and we know that we have mm-hmm. no idea when the next earthquake's going to hit, and we know that that produces a level of anxiety. And we talked about, you know, you and I talked about the fact that I thought, like, in my life, separate from an earthquake, what is the most important component that makes me feel good, and that's safety and security. And, you know, knowing, and I know there's a lot of people in the world that don't have that without having earthquakes, but like a home and clothing and heat and water and these little basic necessities of life that give you a sense of security and or safety if, in fact, you have a place to go during a natural disaster. So would you just kind of speak to the preparedness so that the anxiety level can kind of be less? We're not going to get away from the anxiety when something like this happens, but from a technical standpoint, before we go to like an emotional, psychological standpoint, what is the steps that a person should take right now, knowing this is going to potentially happen, to be prepared? And what is the time frame they need to prepare? You know, all those goodies. We're going to blast it out to you guys today. (laughs) So you definitely need to have an emergency kit. Um, If you want to hop over to Emergency Cafe, the code for getting a discount is EC10. 
you get a 10% discount on your entire order. If you want to, um, I mean, you shop around, like, you know, like wherever you, not all, and, and the other thing is not all kits are created equal. Like you can go to Costco and get a kit for nineteen mm-hmm. ninety nine, but it has like 12 ounces of water. You know, it's like there's yeah. my whole thing about my kits, they're deluxe kits. I put as much as I can fit in a bag. You know, it's like, it's just because when I created this company and I was creating kits for me and my family, and my friends, I wanted the best of the best of the best. So that's just a little side note about my kits. Um, so, but if you wanted to make your own kit, okay, you, there's like certain things that you absolutely need to have in it. And that is um, water, food, sanitation, like um, trash bags, stuff like that, um, you want mm-hmm. to have uh, personal hygiene, maybe toothbrush, toothpaste, a little hand sanitizer, and lighting. So you want to have like a flashlight and batteries or something like that, mm-hmm. light sticks. Um, you know, the normal earthquake bag or earthquake kit is uh, created for three days. Red Cross, like I don't even know where they came up with this, but it's like you want to be prepared for three days. And so, but now it's like two to three weeks because we don't know what's going to happen. If we could lose electricity, we could lose water. You can live for seven days without food, but you cannot live for seven days without water. So having a huge water resource is important. They they recommend a gallon of water per day per person. Um, Oh, my There are different types. Yeah, it's a lot. But there's like different, like if you, and the thing is, it's like, you know, you prepare for staying put, like sheltering in place. You also prepare for if you have to evacuate. Obviously, sheltering in place, you can have a lot more stuff on hand. You know, you can have like a water storage system, which is like one of those big blue PVC specialized drums that you can put water in. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, have, just having everything there. Uh, if we lose our gas, you want to make sure that you have some type of way to cook your your meals, um, you know, because, like, if we lose electricity, the refrigerator is going to go out. <clears throat> but I also recommend keeping a lot of, like, pasta and beans and stuff like that on hand because then you can always just use some of the water from your storage system, whip up, you know, some rice and beans and, and call it a day. And that's probably, you know, I can canned food like like I'm sitting here thinking I live in a little apartment that if in fact I get isolated in here because I can't get out for some reason and I couldn't cook and I didn't have like I'm like where would I even so I was thinking to myself when you were saying that like I need to have canned goods because I could eat a can of beans I could eat you know I'd have something to keep me going sustain me I live in a very old ancient 150 year old building and it's not earthquake proof (laughs) And I'm on the third floor. So I've always well, often thought, what yeah. Is yeah, what am I going to do? But, you know, we're here. That's a whole other thing. thing. We're manifesting. Yeah, and you right think now. about it, it's like, it, <laughs> please, God. Um, there's, uh, you know, you can also get, like, peanut butter, like, but, um, and, and then, like, canned corn and stuff. And the other thing about, like, the canned vegetables is the liquid can also be used as, like, you know, uh, hydration. Like, so the, like you don't ever like want to spill out the the water whatever from the can of corn if you will like you can drink that you know 
Um, brilliant. That's a brilliant so. tip right there. And, and people think that, you know, it's almost like when we hear all this stuff about emergencies, we're like, okay, okay. And you don't really, like, I'm just speaking for myself. Like, I, I always think, you know, I, I live in the moment. I live day to day. So I don't really think about the future very much, you know, unless I'm, make, I'm allowing myself to future trip. But normally I don't. And so for a person like me to prepare for something in the future, it's, a, it's almost like I'm like, eh, whatever. But then when this earthquake happened and I saw, you know, you in action and I was just like, God, you know, I'm really not prepared. However, my, my ranch house that we own out in uh, Ukiah is fully stocked with matches and candles. And my son took me on a bike ride the other day. We went way up in the hills and he was showing me like all these little water tanks and stuff that I didn't really even know we had out there. And I'm like, oh, all I got to do is get here. You know, and that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is, is that plan. So you have a core family group and like, it's like most families have like a group text that you got going. So you're kind of like, it's everybody mm-hmm. safe or, you know, you have family groups, which I love that part. But uh, what, what do you think is important about having that, you know, action plan after disaster? And what does that look like for a lot of people? Okay. I will, t- um, before I jump into that though, I just want to say that um, it is not recommended that you burn candles after an earthquake because, number oh. one, there are aftershocks and the candles could topple over and start a fire. Um, and then the other thing that you have to worry about in regards to that open flame is gas leaks. So I would wow. get lanterns and I would get flashlights. I would not burn candles. The only time I allow people to burn candles is if it's just a regular, just plain old power failure where you're sitting at home during the night and sure. the power goes out for, yeah. So um, just don't burn So those candles. little light up um, batteries and maybe even some solar ones would be good to have, those solar lanterns. Solar is great as well. And you just have to prepare. You just have to like, you know, being prepared is, is it's, a, it's a job. Because you can't just, like, buy a kit and throw it into your closet and then be done. You know, um, you, you have to maintain it. You have to check for expiration dates. Like, if you're going to just do canned food, like, you have to, like, you know, put a little alarm on your phone. Like, I tell my clients, like, put an alarm on your phone, like, at, you know, to, to check your expiration dates every year. Like, if we replenish, uh, let's say, a medical kit, for example, you know, Tylenol for little kids and Advil and all that, they, it doesn't last for five years. Like it lasts for two years, maybe, you know, and same for pain relievers for us and ointments and stuff. Like they don't have as long as a shelf life as like the food and water, let's say that I put in my kits, which is a five year shelf life. So you're constantly kind of working at it. um, But it does just take a little bit of time and then you can, you know, it's not like you have to do something every day, but I'm just saying like, it's, you know, you have to be mindful of it. Um, and then as far as a plan goes, you know, I always tell my clients, it's like, you need everything. You need a plan and you need, um, you need a plan, you need a kit, and you need to practice your plan. Because just having a kit, if an earthquake hits and you don't have a plan, everybody's going to look around and go, what the heck do we do? So yeah. you want to have a plan. If you can, the first, what I always say is, if you can get home, be home. If you are at home, stay at home, if you can. I like don't we don't need to be going out into the world looking to see like if a building crumble down like if you're home stay home if you are out and you can get home get home but if you can't get home then the most important thing is to create a meeting place where everybody can meet and that is not to like 
say, okay, well, then we're going to, like, live here for the next four weeks or whatever. You know, like, we're going to go to a park and, like, just hang out. The meeting place is so that you can all regroup, make sure everybody is safe, and then take action, that, you know, then take action steps. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What makes the most sense? And we won't know that until, you know, kind of we're getting news information and, you know, reports about what is okay to do and what's not okay to do. And let me also just say that in or, when you make your plan, that's all well and good, and I want you to practice your plan and don't change your plan if, you know, like if you decide, oh, like, it's only going to take me 20 minutes to get to this park, but we said like this other park and, you know, and it could take me three hours. It's like stick to your plan because nobody else is changing the plan. You know what I mean? In right, the middle of this, right. that's not the time to change your plan. <laughs> and, um, you know, but, uh, I like that idea a lot because the cell phones are not going to be working. They're not. Right. We don't like. Know. I've already experienced. We don't know what's... Well, I've experienced when a cable was cut. You know, like somebody yeah. cut a fiber optic cable down in Fresno a couple of years ago, and we literally lost our phones for a good eleven hours, and it was chaos. <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Well, imagine so imagine Los Angeles. Our internet and our phones. Yeah. Right, and electricity. Um, you know, like yeah. there's a whole bunch of phones that people have that are like plugged into the wall, not, not a landline, but like, you know, you have to plug it in to charge it kind of thing. Um, also imagine like Los Angeles proper without electricity and all the traffic lights not working. So yeah. the yeah. Just the other little piece that I want to say about a plan is it's like something that might take you 20 minutes could take you two hours or three hours but you have to stick to the plan. The only time you deviate from the plan is if any first responder says to you, nope, you're not doing that. And yes. then you have to do something else, period. So you still have a backup plan. Well, right. But, and you also have an out-of-town contact, which because sometimes oh, we brilliant. wouldn't be able to call in-state, but you can call out-of-state. Like my mom and like we all are on, like my mom is our out-of-state mm-hmm. contact. So it's like if I can't get to my kids or whatever, it's like I call my mom and they call my mom. And it's like, okay, like right. this is what I need you to do now, you know. Right. Well, that's super good advice, Carrie. Well, it, you know, I know we, we didn't have a lot of time today, but we wanted to jump on the show to just really let you guys know that uh, we have an expert emergency preparedness here at the Best Life Cafe and to utilize <laughs> that. And if you have any questions for Carrie, you can certainly reach out to her on social media, and she'd be happy to help you out. Uh, tell me, uh, Carrie, last question. Um, from a standpoint of the clinical, take care of yourself, be prepared, security, why do you think it's important for us to have that emotionally? Like, like I, and I know my answer, but I'm just curious for you, like, because I think that, you know, you have a very technical business, but I also know you to be a spiritual mm-hmm. person. And so when right. you're with your clients, what's that one component spiritually that you kind of bring home to them about why it's so important for us to live in that truth that, you know, there is some, some level of, of concern that we need to be prepared? And what does that mean for us? Um, it's don't get, don't get caught up in the drama of the event. Like we can all go down that like drama roll, like oh my god, this is where I was, you know, and it's like this is, oh my god, my glasses fell, and my, you know, it's like just like if you can be calm 
in every aspect of it. Like, okay, this is what's happening. We have a plan. Like, if you have a plan, spiritually, you're going to be so much more calm. It's like, okay, I know what I'm going to do here. You know, it's like, it's, but I, that if we, if I could say some, anything, it would be just like, get down to business and don't get hung up on like, well, my, you know, like the drama of it. Like you can tell stories later and it, and it's not even necessary to tell the stories, but everybody seems it's kind of like going into labor. It's like, oh yeah, I was in labor for 37 days. It's like, why? You know what I mean? Like there's medication for that. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody, there's like, sometimes like, it's like there's, there, it, it seems like, yeah, like there's like one upmanship or something in the, in, in events. And, and I always say like, you know, I just, I'll leave you with this. And that is that um, I was the, one of the speakers at the hundredth anniversary of the San Francisco earthquake, which was like 15. I went, I talked to them like maybe 12, 15 years ago. I can't even remember at this time. But I did, I literally did come away with two things. And it was like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we are on our own. So if you go, if you mm. want to sit down and make a plan for you and your family and make sure, it's like literally just, like I sat on my couch and I just got really quiet. I was like, I was in a meditative state. It's like, okay, what is it that I need to take care of my family? And you just start making a list. And it's like, it's very personal. And it's very, you know, intimate, but it's like, this is what I need for me and my family. Then you can reach out to other people and stuff, but take care of you and your family first, not on a selfish level, on a, like, there's nobody, like, there's no one else but you that's going to make this plan and take care. Yeah. Like, who else is going to do that? You can't wait for people. Like, if you're fine and, like, able to move around and stuff, police and fire are not going to come to you. Like, you're not their first, you know, like. Yeah. Like they're not yeah, going to yeah, call yeah. you and go, Hey Kath, like, are you good? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, uh-uh, you're good. Whatever. <laughs> well, like, you know, it, it reminds me of being on the plane when they're like, make sure you put your own oxygen mask on first and yep. then you're able to kind of help anybody else, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. All right. Well, love, I, I know you are having a super busy day. I have a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. And okay. I thought do it. Was so ap- yeah. So apropos. Uh, it says, well, it starts out, ignorance is not bliss. And Wayne says, the highest form of mm. ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. And they go on further to say, allow yourself to expand your, man- your mind a little more day by day. If you constantly say no to strange ideas, things, events, and people, how can you expect to progress through your life? Try new things. It makes your life better. Stick to it. And if it doesn't, let it go. It's that simple. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for giving us your time today because, I mean, I know it's our show and everything, but at the same time, I know you were super busy and would would rather have just kept going, but I forced you here. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Tied me down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Love you guys. Aloha. Mwah. Aloha. Bye, babe.